Okay, so okay. can we move on yes. to today's discussion? Okay, so let me <coughs> let me set up the the recording for that. Okay, uh, uh, let me just check that I'm. I can hear firstly what I'm recording. All right. Okay, I think this is fine. Yep. We need to think about our setup, man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean this one, this is because I'm, I was in a mess, uh, we are like, you know, late. I've got to be on, yeah. on time, that helps. Huh? Yeah, okay, alright, yes. here we go. You're listening to The Boleland Podcast, with Vice and Beach. This episode is brought to you by punamarket.com. Connecting coffee lovers. I think we start every episode with firstly a recap of the film. Okay, it starts with our so-called hero getting out of prison. He's been there for five years because he got betrayed by you know, a colleague at work. So then he gets picked up by all his old boys and stuff like that. They go back. His family's like, you know, fallen apart basically. Uh, Mum's destitute. Um, sisters uh, in with bad hats. The brother's like a you know, full-time gangster um, sort of thing, then, uh, you know, it, it sort of eases you into the story, the backstory, all the factions involved and uh, the motivations of each group. So his former boss, King, uh, is still in the picture. Then on the other side, you have another chap named, oh God, was it? Or was it sharp? Dragon, 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 dragon. Okay, so coincidentally, like my first criticism of the thing going in, there was so much going on, and they all have ridiculous names. I okay, had, like prob- I had to draw sure. a chart at home. I have this chart. There, there you yeah, go. You yeah, got the orc chart. Got chart. Okay, sure. So that's where everyone should start with the movie. The orc chart is right. very, very important. Uh, Aaron Aziz plays Malik, yeah. who is a. <laughs> in the film, I think he's a Malaysian. Uh. But okay, anyway, uh, Malik, he uh, he serves time in prison. Yeah. And KL Gangster follows the day that he comes out. Yeah. He is uh, invited back. Uh, he is uh, embraced with... It's funny, I think Ajib meets him outside. Sorry. So yeah, Ajib uh, arrives yeah, first. Yeah, Ajib arrives to, to you know, like, uh, offer him a lift back yeah. to uh, KL. Yeah, but he jumps out of the car with the comedian. He, yeah, he goes into the car with his sidekick, uh, Fadil. Yeah. Fadil. Yeah, get it right, Abang Long. Fadil. Yeah, yeah, okay, wait. We'll talk about this. Yeah, There's plenty. <laughs> There's plenty of room for this. I, I think. Dress him with a proper okay, amount anyway, of respect Malik, he deserves. Sure, sure. Malik right. comes out of prison and he wants to go on the straight and narrow, right? He wants He's, to sell vegetables he, in the market. Oh, okay, we'll get to the vegetables in a bit. Yeah. But of course, all, there's all this pressure uh, returning to his life of gangsterism. La. Right, because all these people show up to to uh, to try and uh, goad him. You know, your back. You know, you wanna. He was good at it, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He was the taiko, right? He he used to work for a guy named King, and King is the head of one of the gangs. You know, he, he owns a lot of the territory in Kuala Lumpur. And I don't know how that even works, but yeah. there's a, like a racket, la. They have a okay. racket, right? Uh, protection so, racket. Malik is like, no, no, no. I I I've ruined too many lives, yeah. especially the lives of my mother. Uh, sister and sister yeah. to be able to uh, do this again, I, you know, like I'm, I'm not going. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest this time, mm-hmm. right? So he's like a reformed uh, gangster, lah. You know, having served his time in prison, yeah. Uh, he basically sleeps on the couch at Fadil's house. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So Fadil is like a gangster wannabe, and he's like uh, basically offers his time, his room, you know, and so on to uh, Umalek, who. You know, he's trying to... Comic trying, relief. Yeah, Comic he's relief. trying to rebuild his life. Yeah. Yeah, okay? Meantime, uh, his old gang uh, is in the midst of a turf war. 
with another gang run by Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. Okay, so so King's gang, which was oh, Malik's old gang, yeah. right, is it's is now uh, embroiled in some sort of turf war with Dragon. But the wild card in the mix, mm-hmm. uh, the two wild cards, uh, okay, the, 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 the first is the emergence of a character named Jai, who is Malik's brother. Singaporean also. That's why they cast them together, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Don't he, even look alike. Right, uh, uh, I mean, as far as I understand it, He's a crazy guy. Yeah. He can't be controlled. So yeah. he starts to take over territories very quickly. Take them from King. King is like, okay, those territories are... There was one part of the film is like, okay, those territories are gone. Basically, give it to Dragon. So, just to be very clear, um, Jai works for Dragon. Jai right. works for Dragon uh, most of the film. So there are two loose cannons, right? you got Jai on one side, who is aligned right. with King. That's right. Now, on the other side, you've got Shark, Shark who is right. the stepson. The stepson of King, of King yes, yeah, and go. and has this chip on his shoulder that he he wants to show that he's uh, as good a gangster or better than Malik. I, uh, I thought Samsul Yusuf was perfectly cast for this, by the way. I, I <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but he's been playing that role all his life. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, and, and it turned out really, really well. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> So anyway, this uh, so this turf war is happening, yeah. and uh, Shark wants to assert his uh, dominance or authority, yeah. but he's held back by King, right? Yeah. Who, who is a bit like more like a Don Corleone character, you know, as a reasonable man, yeah. right? At the same time, Dragon yeah. uh, seems to be some sort of a moderating figure also, but uh, Jai, who you know, is really out of control, yeah. and Ajib is uh, another lieutenant who works with uh, Dragon or works under Dragon. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, so, and their best buds with um, Malik. Yeah. No, they they all want Malik. So Malik has to choose a side. He's like a super gangster. Yeah, yeah. He, he, okay. So while this is happening, so this yeah. this gang war is happening. Uh, Malik has family problems. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. So Malik, I think all of all of them have family problems. I think. So having yeah. returned out, uh, having returned home, he hasn't actually set foot into his home. Yeah. He he's he stayed with Fadil all this time, and and right. from afar, he's been uh, dropping into you know to see his mother's business, uh, who's like sort of like begging for money at the side of the road. I mean, she's selling things lah, but yeah. they made it look like a demeaning job lah, yeah. right? And and then at the same time, his sister has now become a drug addict or drug pusher. There are all these club scenes where she's like pushing like, yeah, uh, drugs. I, I'm not sure whether she's an addict. No, I thought she was hungover. In but, some no, but you know, she had some like, they, yeah. they, they did this high owl thing. What? They, they, you know, like she's she's a bit like, isn't yeah. she like a bit like... Uh, hungover or drug drug? Maybe know. the acting is yeah. a little dodgy. <laughs> like, no, but maybe it was less ambiguous, you know, oh, like okay. what exactly... It, okay, uh, fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, the... the <laughs> So the, the bad, sister, like, okay, yeah, the sister great, is yeah. oh, the yeah. sister is like completely, yeah. uh, in in his words, um, damage Rosa. Yeah, Rosa. There was there was something that there was a connotation to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Malik has been trying very hard to get back on the straight path. Yes, and and then he he goes to he seems to be attracting all sorts of shit yeah. He goes to work in a vegetable shop. It's a vegetable disaster. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to work Come in a vegetable closer. shop. The dude now is in a vegetable shop, and he's um. What he bumps into a gangster, does Three he? Of them, yeah, yeah and a gangster like basically wants to kill him, la. So like parangs okay. come out yeah. and I, like. I, you know. I think he uh, those gangsters were on uh, instructions oh, from okay. like Shark, uh, who works for King. I mean King's stepson, basically puts out an order to sort of like do in Malay, right? He's got this long-standing vendetta. 
I mean, sharks are a lot of vendettas against a lot of people, uh, okay. everyone in town. All right. But he's, he's got like a big one for, you know, he's got beef like, with Malik, oh, right? Yeah. So he, he he keeps sending trouble. It blows up Fadil's car. Sure. I, we, we never found out who blew up the car. Uh, shark did it, right? Well, it, yeah, but, it, you know, there, there was some doubt, you know, like w- when he confronted King, King said, are you sure that, you know, that, that's, right. that's a loose end. If we ever get right. Yusuf Haslam or, you know, <laughs> okay. Yusuf on, slow, like, slow yourself, slow yourself. I want to find out who After this podcast, out. I think we are like persona non grata yeah. or whatever. <laughs> we have no friends. <laughs> so he, up, up to that point, he is still very committed to his like non-violence, uh, I mean, uh, loosely, lah, because he does yeah, beat, he up beat up a bunch up of people. A lot of people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, uh, well righteous, righteous violence. He's he's only into righteous violence, yeah, all right. Yeah. So um, he's not uh, going to go into the criminal underworld again, uh, I mean, right? he's helping out the rich uncle. Yeah, he's yeah. helping out, like, he, he, he's uh, started to reconcile with his mother. Yeah, you know, yeah, ask for forgiveness. Uh, he's trying to stand up for his sister. I think he went into the yeah, club, which his sister did not appreciate at all. <laughs> I mean, it's like a family, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a family. Uh, okay, so Malik, up to this point, has been not involved in gangsterism. All right, so I, I think this is like almost two thirds of the movie. Yeah, uh, things get a bit uh, messed up when they try to recruit him, lah. Dragon tries to recruit Malik, mm-hmm. uh, so he sends uh, Ajib to kind of persuade him to join. Yeah, and things get a bit messy. Yeah, but the the real tipping point is when Shark then recruits, kills Fadil. Okay, I mean, stabs him like, at least. You know, like he busts into the house, yeah. throw the mum on the floor, and then like yeah. Fadil gets involved and then dies a gangster's death, yeah. basically. And that moment then pushes Malik mm. to go and basically burn up the entire, <laughs> beat the shit out of everybody. I mean, he doesn't yeah. ask for help from, um, what's his face? Uh, from Dragon, right? And then Dragon basically tells him to where to go. Yeah. And then... Um, Ajit then sort of like whispers, hey, you know, like, he's a kind of helping us too, you know, like, on this third floor thing. So then he basically gets his revenge. Yeah. He beats the shit out of everybody, including his brother, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he goes to jail. <laughs> Again. <laughs> he yeah. Goes, yeah, because the yeah. movie ends with a like credit yeah. title, right? Like, okay. oh, voice, is it voiceover? Yeah, it was a so, voiceover saying, yeah. like, yeah, you know, everyone uh, screwed up in life <laughs> and then. Um, okay. What was it? Dragon like took over KL for a while, and then he went to jail too. You know. So that is a summary. <laughs> I think of... I think the PDRM told them to put that in at right at the end, right? I mean, they have they have very close links uh, because sure they've done Garak Haas, sure. you know, right? So I think this has been vetted by the there's access to police and sure. so on. That was the second thing that caught my eye in the movie: the almost complete lack of presence of the police. You have it at the start at the prison, them escorting him out. And then there's a scene where in an alleyway where two cops are like, hey, stop beating each other up. And then, you know, that was that. The, the cops show up at the mama at one point. Uh, they, they're never on screen, by the way. And then I, I think that was it. They just mentioned like, oh yeah, the police well, okay. caught everyone. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, can, I think you can still justify it because a lot of the setups are in private locations. Sure. Like inside a dark room yeah. or in a cafe. So they're always in this kind of places where dodgy dealings are happening. So yeah, you can't have police in there, right? You, yeah, so, you but I'm just contrasting, I, I, perhaps unfairly because we watched police story there is like they're everywhere but it's know? from the police perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, whereas yeah. this one is from the gangsters, from the gangsters perspective. perspective so fair yeah, enough yeah. I mean you're gonna see more gangsters yeah. than policemen I think right yeah, yeah. so uh, I mean, is it like a commentary on the lack of presence of our police force whoa, 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 deep, deep. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, I think 
I think, okay, okay. Let's talk about themes. Uh. What do you feel the, the main themes of this film is? Overall, as is, is the usual crime doesn't pay sort of uh, story, right? Um, there's a lot of family. I think it's it, at its core, it's a family story. Uh, a lot of uh, problems between siblings, between parents, within children and things like that. Uh, th- those are the ones that I, I picked up. Is this just uh, a story that uh, the parents are unable to control their children? Like... <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, you know, I had a sneak peek at Kill Gangster 2. Right, right, right. That's the prequel. There's a prequel. That's the prequel. And it explains how they came to, you know, be, you know, credit to Kill Gangster 1, the writers and things like that. I thought this was a very well-written story. Everyone had a motivation. Um, You know, I I like that uh, even Shark, who is just like, you know, the two loose cannons, right? Right, right? They are portrayed as like, oh, these guys are completely out of control. They are, uh, you know, they are senseless. They are soul- soulless. They beat everyone up. They, you know, do this and do that. They just cannot be reasoned with. And right at the end, before he offs um, King, uh, he reveals that he knows what King did to his mother. And it's like a long-standing uh, thing that he's had. And it explains why their relationship is so fractious. Mm. I thought that was that was a really nice bit in there, and you, you see that subtlety as well in what you call it, uh, Malik's <laughs> brother. I did not, I did not expect us to use the word subtle. subtlety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, you have uh, was it Jai, right? Like Jai, Jai. Uh, Malik's brother. That's right. He's portrayed again like this loose, loose cannon, cannon yeah. kind of. He cannot be reason. All his friends are trying to advise him. Hey, you know, like you shouldn't do this. You okay. shouldn't betray your employers and stuff like that. Sure, sure. And then amidst all that, you know, he, he fights with his brother, you know, uh, all this stuff. And there's this very poignant scene where he walks past his two homeless children. Uh, yeah, he gives the money. And he, he puts 50, money, 50 yeah. bucks into the pocket yeah, and just yeah. walks off, you know. Yeah. And that to me is like, wow, there's another dimension to this character suddenly. I mean, know? isn't that just like a save the cat thing? Like, you know, like they get the character to kind of like save a cat. So yeah. that you feel uh, some relatable... D- these are characters you're not supposed to have any affection for. And when they introduce something like that, you realise that, hold on, maybe I've been a bit too uh, hasty in my judgement. Uh, they are redeeming, sort of like... I mean, they all have redeeming traits. Um, I-, I can't think of one character that's completely sort of, you know... Like completely one-dimensional. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. is this the biggest breakthrough then? Yeah. To see in a local movie that they are trying to create characters which are more human. It's a bit like when Darth Vader tries to save his son, you know, father and son talk, is it like, you know, yeah, the Emperor's got me under control, whatever it is. You know, there are these little bits that you slip in kind of thing, and, and it makes you feel that, okay, these are very well thought of characters. And the scriptwriters, I think they did a fantastic job. The other thing that really jumped out at me okay. was the fight sequences. Unfair. We just watched Jackie Chan, you know, a few days ago <laughs> right, on right. Police Story. I think he also emphasized that I don't want it to be like a kung fu movie where you know it's sort of like very stylized, people it's like, flying. It's more like a brawler, yeah, right? It's, it's like, like a street a, fight sure. kind of thing. I saw that here as well. It's not like the Silat Gayong Fatani and then two people like that, staring. It, it's come out. into the raid but, and uh, yeah. you know? now, of course all these fight sequences are unrealistic. There's no way one guy can be up four guys it's not going to happen in real life but what I found the big standout for me in the fight sequences I was not watching the people who were fighting in the foreground 
I was watching the people in the back background. Yeah, okay. And, uh, I hate to bring up Star Wars again. You know the, sure. the new one with um, the Episode one? Nine, Ray, and what's his face, uh, whiny uh, emo, which one, the goth guy. Uh, is it the Abrams one or the uh, Ryan oh, Johnson one? Might be the Ryan Johnson one. It might be the Ryan Johnson. One. Anyway, they have this big fight sequence. Like the one that Leia got forced on. Oh. Yeah, Leia's got forced. Okay, and, you right. know, flies out. Yeah, sure. But there's this big one where I think the Emperor substitute like died. It just got gutted like you know right through and then all his guards are fighting against Ray and whiny emo um, you mean the red the red colour the red one the red yeah, yeah okay alright Snoke's dead yeah you're right that's his name and well. then like all these uh, red coats come in and then like they do this like fancy uh, someone slowed down the red yeah coat. yeah then there was one guy like fighting nothing right nothing yeah, 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 yeah nothing I mean, this choreography kind of yeah. stuff right I mean and that's like a multi-million I, I think it's kind of understandable there's a lot going on you know? but, yeah but look get the details right so okay fine and then you have like there's no budget sort of like KL gangster thing and it can actually get those things right in the back. No, there, no. there were one or two shots That's where I, I went like... In the market, la, right? Yeah, yeah. The guy who gets punched, right, holds yeah. his face for the entire five minutes yeah. while the other two guys yeah, are like getting yeah. whacked like non-stop. Um, like, I mean, if you want to really yeah. <laughs> nitpick that, you look in the shots, right? The, the, the one that, uh, that I was really watching hard was the mama scene, la, you know, when the yes. mama sure. fight with... Um, I think Ajib and Jai have a joke go at this right, right, kind right. of thing, right? Uh, the first time around. You mean uh, yeah, when uh, Jai shows up with uh, with Dragon's crew. Yeah, yes, that's right. And then, like, and why is he with Dragon? Like, you know, and then they have a go at each other. Yeah. Hang on. No, uh, no, Jai shows up with, not Dragon's crew, Jai shows up with uh, King's crew. Shark, Jai, sorry, yeah. Shark's crew, right? Shark's so crew, some, yeah. Faction, yeah, Shark's yeah, faction, yeah. right. So, okay, yeah, yeah. so yeah, the politics are very, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, those, I think, are the main things that stood out for me. Uh, it sounds yeah. like they are mostly positives. Uh, yeah, like, it, I like, yeah. Uh, the footage look a bit dated for 2000? I think it was shot on film, so I think they didn't really have much choice. I mean, after the processing, you kind of get what whatever yeah, colour okay. you get is what you yeah. get. Yeah. It was fine. I mean, you know, they, they had, I mean, for whatever they've had, I think, you know, again, they did well with whatever they've got. I, I would even dare say that it's a better movie than Police Story. Uh, yeah, in terms of story, maybe. You know, yes. I, I'm probably biased because the final fight happened just down the road at Philo Damansara 2. But no, I, I Did you notice video, that? That's Philo KL code. No, that's no, Philo no. Damansara 2. Because, that's PD2. because it's Titanium Club and Titanium Club used to be just <laughs> Uh, and I, I never went there. Facade is very familiar. Right, but yeah. I thought it was like, you know, the filio in KL. No, I haven't done yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> my, my bias has been exposed. The main themes that I picked up, uh, naturally there's this big uh, redemption story. This guy is trying to redeem himself, but it's a tragedy, naturally, because he's unable to do so. Yeah. Quite reluctantly, not completely within his choice, but he is forced into it. Illusion of choice in life. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the second thing I noticed, so like I wrote here, daddy issues. Everybody, <laughs> everybody seems to have daddy issues. We know of the filmmaker himself. Yeah. So I, that, I thought perfectly. He has a brother uh, who is also a very big filmmaker yeah, now, right? Absolutely. So like the two of them, brothers, and then fighting for KL. The father is uh, the big taiko of the film business. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> maybe there is that. There's a bit of this personal story leaking into the the film. You think maybe? this show is gonna get shut down? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, you know, uh, RV always encouraging like uh, the filmmakers to put their vulnerability on screen or their own damage on screen. So, yeah, in right, some yeah. way, this is a. I mean, it's a very honest portrayal. If if that was by design and intentional, I thought was very well. You know, like you have these folks who, 
write songs and you know uh, make movies and things like that of things that they've never come across in their lives and they really struggle at it you know like sure. uh, they, they try to do something cool or, yeah. uh, I, I mean some, it rings hollow la. it doesn't have yeah. a, it's not grounded in the truth like right. the, there's yeah. no personal story no That's stake right. is involved right. yeah. and when they write and tell stories or something that they're very familiar with suddenly it becomes very human and I think people gravitate towards that, you know. So it, it becomes it, look. It's a ridiculous story. Like you know, I, I don't know how realistic you sit down. Love to sit down, at, you know, gangster and say, hey, you know, how realistic is kill gangster? And, you know? <laughs> Did they have that on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some no, these right Vanity right? Fair. Uh, yeah, they'll get these experts yeah. on. And then, like, I mean, they, they get like a old soldier from <laughs> World War Two and a young soldier from you know Afghanistan, and they get them talking and things like that. You know? So daddy issues is a big one. Everybody has a daddy issue. So yeah. Malik doesn't have a father. Yeah. I mean the father has left the family. Yeah. And then he is like the proxy father now yeah. of the family. Not doing right. a great job at that. Yeah. And he himself is treated like a son to king. Of course. Who a king wishes him to be the son now. Yeah. And then you so got the Faramir character. That's right. Who yeah. then is very jealous. Like Loki kind of thing, right? And then you have a real brother. So like he has this yeah. like so so I felt that he's more distant with his real brother yeah. than, <laughs> than this his sharp fake character. Father, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing, so. so okay, so that, so definitely there is like a dynamic like, family, this is like, like a family like a very big theme in the show. Yeah, so it's like a second family. It's like almost yeah. like I, I was gonna ask you, is this a Malay thing? Like you know, yeah. f- uh, because you have uh, sometimes you know more than one wife. Yeah. So would this be uh, like a dynamic uh, first know. family, second family? Dynamic? Well, I mean, um, it's implied that. King raped Shark's mother or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know whether that means that Shark isn't really an adopted son. No, Shark is a stepson. He said. Well, he it's, it's said, stepson, right? stepson. But right at the end, before he uh, right, was right, right. Uh, king, he said, I know what you did to my mother, right? What else could it be? You know, like, uh, I'm trying oh, to. Oh, I, I must have got that wrong because I always thought, like, it has yeah. to do with, like. So again, this is like a question, like, who blew up, like, uh, Fadel's car, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the mysteries of the show, right? Anyone could have done it. Okay, that, yeah. On the thing about family sure. as well, it's also the sense of brotherhood and loyalty yeah, yeah. between like, oh yeah, I know your employer is now whoever it is, but look, I'm still your brother. You know, okay, we're not so you know, from it, another father. You know. In this way, it yeah. is similar to the Fast and Furious movies because right, it's about okay. the family that you choose yeah. versus the family that you're born into, yeah. uh, so to speak. So, and I also, uh, is it like a Chinese thing as well? Because my, my next question, the big theme that I also found from this is how um, interchangeable race is in this movie. Mm, the way people mm, talk. Mm, 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 mm. You know, like okay. the, the way the language that's used. I, I wasn't going to bring this up yet. Yeah. I mean, I have it written here yeah. because uh, we will then enter the darker segment of this podcast ah, where, okay. where right. some so of these things. You can save it. You can save okay, it. Okay, so yeah, if you can just remember that, yeah. <laughs> we'll spin that there for yeah. a bit. Definitely worth talking about. Something to note, yeah. um, which I thought was quite uh, romantic about yeah. the film, which is uh, the reason why I think probably the character of Fadil, played by Zizan Razak, yeah. became the sort of like the unexpected breakup. Okay. Because I know this is an Aaron Aziz uh, star vehicle, okay. but Zizan actually from this film. It, it started he, it sort of launched his career isn't it yeah. he became this action hero like so he's in Police Evil Police yeah. Evil 2 he's in um, his own series his own franchise yeah. Ad, uh, Abang Long Fadil yeah. and and of course then the 
KL Gangster has also spun into TV series. Yeah. Uh, so they have now KL Gangster yeah. Underworld. I'm not sure whether I've got the stamina to watch that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that, I'm sure that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, I think Zizan is probably not uh, does not make appearance in that. So I was very intrigued by this. The first time I watched it, it felt like he was kind of out of place. It was this like loud mouth. Uh, it's like a Chris Tucker kind of thing. You know, just yeah, keeps yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. Uh, improv. Yeah. Saying stupid shit, it's, you know, it's like, funny. like yeah. you know, the fitness first, not uh, what is it? Yeah, true fitness, true fitness. True fitness. Yeah. It, it dates the movie, lah. Yeah. Yeah, you got this true fitness, you know, it talks about his car being a Ferrari, all these yeah. things, lah, right? Uh, but I think the reason why he, his character makes such an impact yeah. is because he is sort of like the romantic character. He's like Toshiro Mufune in Seven Samurai. Okay. And in Seven Samurai, uh, Mifune's character. He wants to be a samurai, but I think he's okay. born a farmer. Oh, okay. But then right. you know, like he, he not, doesn't he, have the blood. He's like a farm boy that, that kind of follows along. Sure. And then you know, like how they finally accept him uh, yeah. in the in the last uh, yeah, yeah. part of the film, they kind of accept him as one of their their crew. Yeah. And then he dies. Uh, so this is a spoiler for Seven Samurai. But like uh, he dies when they f- during the ensuing. Yeah. Uh, Did the Fadil die in this one? Yes. I mean, no. I mean, okay. He got yeah. stabbed. Yeah. And he, then the, the, poli- the, the, the sorry, the doctor comes over, talks to Aaron Aziz, right. and then you know he nods and his head kind of sinks down. Yeah. So does that mean he died? I think they left it open-ended maybe they intended for the character to die but because yeah. he became so popular then subsequently it was a little vague so they were yeah. able to then like resurrect the character yeah. but I'm not sure if he's resurrected as more uh, in the pre it's like a prequel, prequel. Yeah, yeah it's like a prequel kind of thing a prequel, right? So, right so there is that um, aspect of it he is not born a gangster no. uh, but he dies a gangster what's right, interesting exactly. so it's almost like romantic in that way so he, it's, he gets his wish you know, finally be accepted among the... Yeah, but it, it, I think his sacrifice was the most heroic of the whole lot, right? Yeah. Like, he saved the mum. Yeah, it was very noble of him. He, of him. He, yeah, he didn't ha- I mean, for it, it's sort of like building up, you know, this is the coward of the show kind of thing, right? Mm. And then uh, for him to very bravely come forwards. I, I thought that was very interesting. That was his arc. So he's like the romantic character. Yeah. So... Do we want to talk about now the racial depictions yeah. in the film? Yeah. I, I had so, the suspicion because like, you know, it exposes my bias on, on the because You had Aaron Aziz and then you have Adi Kuta, they're both Singaporean. And Singaporean Malays are exposed to language in a different way from Malaysians. You know what I mean? Sure. So I thought that was, could that be it? Like why the language is so interchangeable? Um, I, I needed subtitles at some point just to understand like, you know, when they swapped over to Cantonese or Hokkien or something like that, you know? So I got a bit triggered, la, yeah, I would okay. say. Even the first time I watched it. How, how, was it appropriation? Yeah, actually, there's a bit yeah. of like this whitewashing problem. Huh. Yeah, okay. so like uh, all Chinese the Chinese gangster, characters, yeah. I mean, I suppose King, Yeah. King is supposed to be Chinese. King, okay. Shark, and Dragon. Dragon is actually a Chinese. Uh, Adam Corey, he's he's a Muslim convert, but I think okay. he's Chinese. Yeah. Um. So you got you got King, Shark, and Dragon. So they did. I swore I thought that Samsung Yusuf was Chinese. Oh right, I, right, I didn't right. Even right. know it was Samsung Yusuf. <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? That's that's how good his impression yeah. was. I, I thought like, geez, okay, that's damn good acting, right? There. Well, I, I did feel like it was a bit of brown face there, okay, like like right. or yellow yeah. face, whatever the, the term is. So yeah. um okay. so Shamsul Yusuf he speaks in a very it's like a a very stereotype Chinese mm. yeah. way. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Uh, okay, if he did a Vigo Mortensen 
And he did this Russian thing. You know, William Mortensen did a Russian thing in uh, what's that film? Eastern Promises. Yeah, I missed that one. I need to watch and, that. And, and so if he did that, yeah. I'd probably give him a pass. Okay, like, you know. Right. Yeah. But you know, this whole Gualu, yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah, Gualu yeah. thing, yeah. And, and this Gualu thing, right, is damn funny because. Yeah. Okay, firstly, he speaks, you know, Gualu is like Hokkien, la, right? Okay, so he speaks right. Hokkien, okay. like, you know. So is he a Hokkien gangster? But then yeah. but then he, he says things in Cantonese. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I was just about to say, right? <laughs> so, so it's like kind of weird, like, you know. So it's like a, it's like a ching chong ping pong. Like, they're doing an impression. It's like a, what's yeah. his face in Breakfast at Tiffany's? You know, they they, they make fun of the Japanese or Chinese guys. Well, yeah, Tom Rooney. Was it like a Rooney? La, so, yeah, so, uh, what's Rooney, his name? Yeah. So it's a bit like that. It's a bit yeah. pantomime. There's a pantomime right. aspect to this. It's, so if you were Bruce Lee, you walk out the cinema right now, right? When you it's a little. You did it. It's you a little. Okay, show. especially now yeah. when you're watching it now okay. uh, with this woke culture and all that. Yeah. It's a little offensive, la. Like like just okay. a little, la, right? I get that. I get that. But I I think Chinese are not triggered because okay, firstly the ones that do watch, yeah. I think you know traditionally we are just stepped on, cannot <laughs> pijak. Anyway, okay. so right. to yeah. us it's like okay lah, fine. This bunch of racists are gonna yeah. pijak us anyway, so yeah. it's fine. But the funny thing is, mm. I got a few questions. I I know Jai is supposedly the brother of Malay. Yeah. But is he Indian? Because he always hangs out with Indian people, you know. I don't know if you notice, like, his gang uh, is yeah. mostly Indian, you know. Like, so, uh, are, I, I, I mean, when I say mostly, there are two guys that follow him everywhere, yeah, and, like, right. one dude is Indian, yeah. you know. So, it's Jai, and Jai is, Jai sounds like a, doesn't yeah. sound like a Malay name. So I mean, is Jai, I, I am proud of how multiracial the, <laughs> the so Malay Chinese Indian factions, they're very well represented, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I think that that's a good thing. Look, you want you, you to be gangsters, fine. But, you know, we've got to have adequate representation. I think there was a scene in KL Gangster 2 where... I think there was one Indian gangster in KL Gangster 2, okay. I think. Right. So, it's possible that they were meant to be like Malay-Chinese-Indian right. gangs, right? Um, yeah. I guess the Malay uh, involvement in your gang is yeah. highly prized, lah. Is that is that the? I, I don't know. It's like a booming yeah. representation. Like suddenly you got this huge quota that you can. No, because like all the Chinese gangs. So if they're Chinese, yeah. right? Are they are they fighting yeah. to get them to on their side? Are they yeah, fighting like, for, for know, Malik to it, join them? Because it's booming, right? Yeah. <laughs> that that would be sad, man. That would be really sad. <laughs> but okay, so okay. Bum me out right there. But, so why? Ajib, Ajib is also somebody who, who uh, so Ajib, yeah, sort of because like, he speaks mostly Hokkien. Yeah, he like so. The interesting thing is the way he talks also has this like they do this thing where like uh, wah sengat, and then he he even makes a phrase about ghosts and it's in Hokkien, you know. There you go, yeah. Right, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so is I he mean, also he, Chinese? He, for me, like yeah, maybe you gravitated towards um, Fadil, right? right. Like, that's why I gravitated towards his performance. I thought he was a Jack Sparrow of the. Oh, uh, you mean Ajib? Uh, Ajib. Ajib. To be honest, yeah. I think his acting yeah. I didn't have a problem with throughout yeah. the entire film. Uh, I I had problems with other uh, actors. Yeah. Uh, because either they were too uh, they they hammed it up too much and all that, but. For Ajib is doing this theater thing like, almost. Yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Sophie uh, Jikan. So this is another thing. Am yeah. I reading too much into it? Yeah. The Malay characters have names. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Fadil, uh, Malay. Short. But, names. but yeah. no, but Chinese people don't have names. <laughs> they, are, they are nameless. They've got nicknames. They got nicknames. Yeah. They got king. Yeah. They got dra- uh, uh, king could be uh, in fairness, a king or king could yeah. also be a surname, so yeah. it could be possible. But shark is definitely shark. Not, a, not a Chinese name. Ashak. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe Lim Ashak or Lim. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so that, that is, is that uh, is that also a thing? Or and then like uh, and then Dragon is definitely not somebody's name unless well, the guy's name is Chinese, Long like, you know, Long, yeah. I mean Bruce Lee's name was like what? But he didn't go around or... calling himself Dragon Lee, right? I mean <sighs> Yeah, but he made a movie called Enter the Dragon. I don't know, but that's a that's a good observation. I, I didn't think of that bit. I, I thought it's like it's like a Chinese do Chinese gangsters actually adopt like a new identity okay. when they in, in fairness there are a lot of gangsters out there who go by their nicknames yeah. right and so I don't see a problem I mean even a pirate movie you can have pirates with nicknames you yeah. know like I don't think they're their real names like yeah, something like Blackbeard Bear at Heisenberg and then there you go so it's it's like fine a, maybe it's a way to cover up their identity but Malay gangsters in particular need to be a bit more careful about covering up their real identity don't Malay people actually go more with a nickname you know, Fauzan becomes Pojang, you know, and then uh, Fauzi becomes Poji, and then, you know, like, like, you know, a Zuraida, he goes by Ju, right? Because everybody calls her Zu, 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 yeah, then it becomes Ju, right? I, do, does anybody call you Zao, you know, Fai Zao, Zao, or, you know, I don't know. A Fai, you know, like, uh, dude, I mean, called worse things they have, uh, I mean, they are cute pet names, la, right? Pet names. Pet. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's so, like, it's compulsory for Thai people to have, like, a, like, like, a short name. So, okay, but so, yeah, let us like, fa- Fair enough. I mean, yeah. you're right. They all have nicknames. So, this is the nitpicky part of it, la, okay, right? Uh, so, when we are about to reach the plot points, yeah. uh, conveniently, everybody just decides to show up. You know, the one scene that comes to mind is like he, uh, Zizan is fixing his car. Yeah. Right? So, Fadil is fixing his car. And then uh, Aaron Aziz is standing over him, Malik saying, uh, you think I should get a job? You know? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then he says, what are you going to do? You, you, you know, like, I think you, should, you shouldn't be selling uh, Sayo or something. Like, he says yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, right at the moment... Oh, no. He asks, where is his sister? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, where is his sister? Is his yeah, sister? yeah, where is his sister? Like, you know, and, and again, I thought, right. like, if you're a lazy writer you'd make all the scenes about one particular thing. Think, you yeah, don't yeah. leave things hanging like that, like, you know. Uh, and, and I thought that was, that was good writing, frankly. That was, that was you know, very well placed. Like, I he's think asking strong, about okay. a sister, and then boom, suddenly something comes up that distracts him from, you know. No, fair play. Yeah. Structurally, I think it's sound. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I don't have any criticism structurally, but it's very funny and yeah. super convenient that when you're talking about it, right, yeah. suddenly the next thing happens is, the guy wheels up, yeah. literally pulls up your driveway and starts to shout at you. Sure. Like, yeah. so, Shark shows up. Yeah. And then, as he's shouting, right, King shows King. up. <laughs> it's just like, it, it, he's the most elegant sort of like guy coming out of a alpha. <laughs> alpha, or, yeah. So, that's, that's yeah. one of my criticisms, that things okay. are too convenient. Yeah. Right? right at that moment, yeah. this happens. It right at that moment, like this happens. It's like dynamite, right? In between, you know. Like. So, I, I also took note of the midpoint. Uh, so the film is 80 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, the midpoint of the film is it's roughly around 42 minutes thereabouts. And this is when Sharp approaches, Samso Yusuf's character approaches Jai yeah. to team up and proposes they team up yeah. to kill Dragon, to betray Jai's boss. Yeah. So that's when the midpoint happens. Yeah. And it coincides. In the meantime, uh, the mother finds out about Malik coming out of prison but not having come to visit them. So that is like the midpoint of the film. So I think structurally, they were quite good at writing. Yeah, you know? I thought they did a really so good So I think this reinforces the idea that the writing is actually very good. It's just that the blocking or the scenes, um, I would say like the way that they generate the scenes yeah. don't necessarily <laughs> have any kind of like logic. Uh. Yeah. Like, like it just happens because it needs to happen for the beat. Uh. Right. You know? So that to me, that is something that probably if they improve that aspect of it. And I think I, wa- I watched subse- uh, subsequent Shamsul Yusuf films. Yeah. 
they're not too bad. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like, I think he does he does get better with uh, with this aspect of it. But uh, there is some magic to KL Gangster yeah. that was never then recaptured. Uh. I was just looking at the numbers, right? KL Gangster one, they made it for like a paltry one and a half yeah. million. It pulled in about ten million in the box office. Eleven point something, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it was the first Malaysian film to actually cross the ten million mark. Wow! Okay. Yeah, so it is. So they uh, made a second one. Yeah, four million. It right. returned five million. Okay, so the yeah. background of that is apparently it was leaked oh, online right. prior to its release. Okay. The submission copy to the LPF, oh, I think it was, sucks, found its man. way onto the internet. That's and sucks. so that then destroyed their... They went into the film 4 million. They were really trying to take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened was it was leaked. I think they have some enemies like, probably, but it that's was leaked. That's not very cool, man. So that, that's why it yeah. flopped to the box office or didn't take back. And then it then pushed Samso Yusuf to make an announcement yeah. that he would then be retiring from making films. Right. So he, because he was so depressed of by course, this, yeah, yeah so sure, he man. he came out and said, "I will no no longer direct or make films." But then subsequently to that, he did return yeah. I think the father probably told him, like, "Pick he, yourself he, up." Yeah, I thought he did really well. I thought he yeah. did really well. Anyway. So I mean that that is one. Okay, my biggest issue with this film. Ah, here okay, go. here we go. The start of the film. What's the warning that you see on the written there? I can't remember, man. It says, "Don't." Copy this film. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Don't, no, not last stance. Yeah. Don't copy this film. This film has been copyrighted. We will take action against whoever, oh, okay. whomever okay. like reproduces the film, okay. steals anything. La. We'll get you. La. We'll, we'll come get, and find yeah, you. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. get you. So it, like, we, they, we know gangsters, right? So they so. took. <laughs> they took. It's great. They took a lot of effort to broadcast the fact that you should watch out when, yeah. at the same time, the film steals all its music from Hollywood. Oh, does it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So, I yeah. find it very interesting. Jarring, yeah. it, it's w- which movies are they still? Okay, so, you know, I'm reminded, firstly, I'm yeah, reminded like of the... Spotify for movie soundtracks or something? No, no, they're recognisable because okay. I, I, I was like, I heard that one before. I, I mean, the first time I watched it, Okay. you know, you watch it in the theatre, right? Yeah. And you, you're not sure whether you heard it right. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you, you know, you only watched it the one time sure. and I couldn't bring myself to buy another ticket and watch it again. So, recently on Netflix, I, I went had, I, we, we went back. Wouldn't it be an, a legal issue? Oh my god. I mean, it's on Netflix. Firstly, the, they did yeah. not just steal from nobody's. Yeah. Okay. All right. They stole from Alan Silvestri. Okay. They stole from Hans Zimmer. Okay. Uh, some of these, yeah, I wrote them down. down. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. We can put it into the podcast later on, like the comparison of the music. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> we might get copyright strike. I know. Right? Anyway. Okay. On Ironically. at minute twenty four, oh, and wow. any okay, okay, basically anytime there's a montage, the yeah. music is not theirs. All right, okay. I, I say this with quite a lot of confidence because having gone through uh, just before we sat down to do this podcast, I just make sure I went through again just to see whether it's correct. And at minute twenty four, three songs are used. Mm-hmm. The first one is Paul Oakenfold's "Unafraid." I'm unafraid. It's a yeah. trance song, mm-hmm. and it's from Swordfish, the movie. Okay. Haley Berry, Hugh Jackman. Now. That song is very uh, recognizable. So when I first heard it in the theater, I could have sworn this is the yeah, Softfish yeah, yeah, soundtrack, yeah. Okay. right? Of course, back then you didn't have like the internet you have now. You can you check okay. and all that. It opens with Softfish. Uh, just when you're about to recognize the second phrase or when it starts singing, yeah. the music then changes to some other song called "The Word" uh, by Dope Smugglers. This one I had okay. to use uh, Shazam to figure out what the song was. Okay, and then it becomes the soundtrack for the A Team. 
Non, non, non. The new one. It's called I Love It When a Plan Comes Together. This is the Alan Silvestri one. It's almost like uh, action scores. I was just about to say that I thought the weakest part of this movie was the music. Yep, okay. So You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and, and not because like... I don't have the encyclopedia of like songs in my sure. head like you do. But there was nothing memorable. You know, again, unfairly bringing up police story had that the team tune, yeah, theme the team tune, yeah. You know, here it's like they, no, here they didn't yeah, even put in the effort. The best yeah, part is yeah. they rip, they rip all yeah, this music yeah, enough, from fucking enough. like uh, you know Black Hawk Down uh, wow. makes an appearance. Okay. Yeah, right. so at minute uh, one hour and five, uh, ashes yes. to ashes, uh, Black Hawk Down soundtrack. Hans Zimmer. How much trouble are we like in pointing out all this? I things? don't know. I don't we'll know. Never they, uh, again, you right? you'll see somebody follow you home la, every yeah, day, yeah. Uh, just like uh, oh, you know. Damn, but yes, actually, I yeah. didn't dare check for the others, or I didn't have the times for yeah. some of them also. But You're I, pretty sure I'm pretty sure all problem. of it has been ripped because <laughs> all of them sound like they they don't sound like they belong in the film. Yeah. And I actually heard one of my friends say, "Hey, didn't you hear Last Samurai in there or somewhere?" No I'm, way. Okay. I, I I don't know about that. Oh, here, here's another one. At minute 52, yeah. where we meet the sister in the club when she's hustling... Uh, Math. I don't know. Uh, what it is. Yeah, okay. Some kind of drug, la, right? Uh, she's, she's hustling drugs. Yeah. It is a complete rip-off of the opening of uh, Replacement Killers. Okay. With the, with the way that... Uh, Replacement Killers starts I mean, with to, a low to be angle. Fair, half the movie is in a nightclub. Could it just say like, oh, well, it's actually the music from the nightclub. Is it like to play Hans Zimmer in a nightclub? Well, it's, it, it would be if it was uh, <laughs> diagetic music. La. Right. Like, I suppose yeah. it could be. La. But even then, isn't it a copyright problem? I, I think so, yeah. yeah so, a, I think if you're right, it's even a copyright problem today because they're putting it on Netflix. They're broadcasting it. They're getting money for it. They're getting money for yeah. it. And then, you know, so like no, Netflix no, is on the hook as well for... <laughs> I mean, Netflix is just like a mama showing like Astro... Sure. Commercially to customers. I'm not sure if Netflix is on the hook. I'm sure there's some sort of waiver exists la, that you have to own the copyright. Can of worms, my friend. Okay, anyway, it them. really feels like the replacement killers because they use the same goddamn music, which okay. is Keep Hope Alive by Crystal Method. And it's exactly the same because I played it and it was like, wow, okay, this is, exactly. the, this is the same. So, uh, please address <laughs> all cease and deceased uh, letters to Kino Visuals. <laughs> please. <Figure> the <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> anyway, nothing yeah. Nothing to do with this, you know. <laughs> I didn't notice the music even. Huh? No, but I mean, that's a big thing to, sure, to, yeah, to I, bring I mean, up. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I agree with you, but for different reasons. I thought the soundtrack was completely forgettable. So, ah. okay, that, that's enough of... Uh, uh, okay, maybe just a little talk about the cinematography and ah, the... Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, yeah, I didn't see... The, the, open, <laughs> yeah. the opening in the prison is yeah. like either they didn't plan for enough shots yeah. or they just... <laughs> I don't know what they did lah, but they, they you it know, was you, so clean. I was like really okay. impressed. The prison uh, yeah. maybe they got no control over how to dress it and all that. Yeah, okay. But the shots of Aaron Aziz uh, sitting there, and then what they did is they did this thing where they multiple cuts and they faded in. It's yeah. like why do you need that? Yeah. You know, like I know maybe it's to show time has passed and stuff, but it's so weird. Like yeah. you know, yeah. <clears throat> the other the other problem is there was a lot of unmotivated shaky cam. Like especially when it came to action scenes, the okay. the shaky cam was yeah, like out of control, yeah. Like okay. like you know they were busting up the house or whatever, okay. and and the shaky cam was like yes I get it, but there's no need to like shake it like yeah. in every single direction, right? Okay. So I think I, I, it was the same time when 
uh, I born identity and yeah, all that. So yeah, maybe it's like you know. Anyway, it didn't feel to me oh, like right. it was necessary, yeah. Okay, talking about the action stunts. So they, they, you know that the fight is about to end when they break a piece of furniture, la. So but like I mean, they could break plastic yeah. tables. I was like amazed, like how much force. You have to generate, not to I, break. I broken, a I broken plastic, plastic chairs by table. sitting on them. So yeah, like a table <laughs> takes another level. I mean, through a punch, man. Okay, like, but you know, you know, shit's gone down yeah. like far enough that like when they when they, their finishing move yeah. always has to do with a piece of furniture, So they're always slamming there, somebody yeah. on a piece of furniture. He hit it, like <laughs> three times or twice to his baby brother yeah. in the nightclub. I was gonna open a podcast with like no chairs or tables for half. Podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Malik's finishing move is this parkour thing where he, it's a parkour like kick lah, right? He runs and kicks himself off a like a jumps onto a wall yeah. and then comes back the other way. Which yeah. makes no sense in terms of physics, but uh, I mean it doesn't make you punch harder or anything. Right? <laughs> you know he's going to kill. It's like finish him and then yeah. he runs to the. He does this parkour thing and he jumps off. It's what the kids want to watch, man. <laughs> Okay. Right. I think that's pretty much all the the negative stuff. If there, you know, okay. I feel like the film is uh, sort of like quite inspired, uh, mm. or at least resembles Yakuza films from okay. the '90s. Right. You know, so okay. you have Takeshi Kitano's film yeah. uh, Sonatine, or you have Brother, and uh, of course the Takeshi Kitano in Outrage is resembling a Yakuza film in the sense that the you have a guy come out of prison yeah. and then has to deal with the sort of like the, some, so a lot of the gangs have like kind of moved on in the last five years six years sure. so yeah. they're there but this is also to me this felt very closely related to uh, outlaw films uh, retired outlaw films are like you know like the guy is like one last job or he doesn't want to do it anymore yeah. he's moved on with his life you know but then they, they just keep trying to bring him back you know Godfather Part 3 that kind of thing mm. so Carlito's Way was the main one that really came up uh, thematically very similar because Carlito doesn't want to do it anymore, but mm. it's the FBI is pressuring him to yeah. to go back to it. Uh, so in a way, Aaron Aziz is also like uh, pushed into like back into gangsterism, uh, Malik's character. On that point, I was just about to say what I liked about Cal Gangster was uh, re- remember the last one when we looked at police story. Right. It was a, to me at least a very abrupt snapping of Jackie Chan. Uh, when he's um, you know in the police station and then right right so the, the 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 moment the, the, the moment that, yeah okay is like it's like very binary it goes from zero to one like very very quickly kind yep, of thing yep. or zero to hundred very very yep. quickly here with Male it was a bunch of things that happened along the way that slowly built up to him it's like a pressure cooker right yeah, I mean it's yeah, like they, they keep cooker, pushing yeah, they you know? keep pushing him it, towards it, it it's right? a bit like Mahathir and his resignation last year <laughs> you know. It was more than one thing on the way to Damascus, you know. Like, why? Why you? Why you have to make everything so political? It's a why? one-year anniversary. Okay. It, it was. It felt more natural than this one. I okay. One last thing. I didn't like how much exposition there was. You know, like they give you a lot of background. Huh? The, the oh, characters yeah, are constantly yeah. giving you background. Sure, yeah. You know, it's like ah, oh, you know, when you were in prison, this happened, or yeah, you know, like sure. uh, you, you don't know how it is now. You know, like and, and they're always constantly giving you background about yeah. this guy and that guy, and yeah. what's happening. It, I think it, it's for you know, it takes a certain audience to appreciate. Like, I mean, rather than make it uh, explicit that King will always side with Malik, you know, you can do it 
through action rather than exposition. You know but, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So, so here's the thing: yeah. is it, is will, it will the audience appreciate? Yes. Yes. Thing? Exactly. So or is this to, like spoon feed? Is this like catered that? to that rural audience that people always feel like they need yeah. to patronize? I, and I, like, I don't think the audience needs to be patronized. You know, in that sense, people can appreciate these things. You know, a good example was when he slipped that fifty bucks into. Sure. That, I mean, that was that's a very. If anything, that fell out of place in the movie because that was yeah. not the treatment of all the other stuff. Exactly, and I thought it was great. I thought it worked really, really well. It's it sort of like you didn't have to say anything. Anyway, yeah. Uh, no, my point. Yeah, opinion, my my, but, my uh, point is like they could have handled everything a bit better because maybe, yeah. it was all like uh, they kept reminding you who these people were. Oh, you're the stepson. I was forgetting the... like half the time. <laughs> I appreciated those cues. Like, Thank you. You know, it's like when you meet someone in public and then like you can't quite remember, and then your wife steps in to help you out. And it's just like, hi, you know, my name is so and so. Like, how do you know? Like, you know. And then suddenly, oh, it is all coming back to me now. Like Celine Dion, you know. Okay, okay. Give us your favorite quote. Kau nak aku makan apa? Lumut pasir. Aku nak makan fish and chip. And it has to be one chip. Whenever like my wife and I, we don't know what to eat. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring that up. And, and say, All right. <laughs> it's a, they, they had a bunch of them in the in the movie. I thought you know, uh, quite quotable. What would your score be on the film? I think it's a better movie than Police Story. Okay. So I would give it a seven out of ten. I I feel it's not quite as good as Police Story. Okay. I can see the ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the execution like to me could be better. Maybe. When they were in film days, things were harder to make. Also, so yeah. okay, fair enough. I think six is probably a fair to six me. Again, six would be okay. fair. So I mean, yours is seven. My yeah, six. Again, uh, I'm aware of the negatives that you brought up, and uh, I agree. Maybe for different reasons, right? Um, over there, but I think it's just a damn well written story. The characters, the motivations, and things like that. It really shines and comes through. Or the acting was fantastic. Um, what they call it, uh, Sophie Jikan again. You know, I, I thought was a um, the star of the the whole thing. Come up with a ridiculous character mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, a very Nicholas Cage move lah. Uh, like you know, like, yes, secondary thing, the, which is like the, the understanding we put in all our the, feelings you know. and uh, emotions, what we feel about the film. Yeah, uh, again, knowing what Jackie Chan had at his disposal versus like uh, some sort of Yusuf. I would still give it to Jackie Chan, kind of thing, right? So, uh, I think we, we give we give ten, a ten out of ten. 10. Out of 10 yeah. I can't give ten out of ten. Right. On this one. Yeah, I mean, budget's like quite small and things like that. But he grew up in a film family, kind of thing, right? Already, like, there's a certain uh, standard that you know he's done it. He's done well. I think he's done better than Police Story as far as story structure and things like that. This is also yeah. many many years. After police story, exactly. So, so it's like 2011. Technology has moved on, That's right. and you know things like that. So um, I would give it again seven out of ten. I, I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten. Definitely. I I would agree with seven out of ten. Yeah. So uh, so I think we split the difference on the first one. So six and a half and yeah. seven. Right. So I think overall it's like seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So cool. We're cool. Roughly on the same page for different reasons. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so that concludes our discussion. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that was a. Uh, Thanks podcast. for listening in, Rusnan. I don't know whether you've fallen asleep. This has been a Polyland podcast by Kinovisuals. Send us your questions or comments to kinovisuals at gmail dot com. That's K I N O visuals at gmail dot com. <laughs>